Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State of the United States of America, he came out with a statement this day concerning the little matter of the bloody red communist Chinese regimes moving past illusions and exercising its authority to impose its power, its might, and its horrendous regime upon Hong Kong. You know that place that Britain so willingly ceded to communist Chinese regime. Well, Mike, big guy Pompeo, he said, Hong Kong has flourished as a bastion of liberty. The United States strongly urges Beijing to reconsider its disastrous proposal, abide by its international obligations, and respect Hong Kong's high degree of autonomy, democratic institutions, and civil liberties, which are key to preserving its special status under United States law. Nothing wrong with the statement, except for the following, that it is completely, utterly, totally powerless. It is what is known in parlance as lip service. The United States is not going to do anything about it, understandably. What, is the United States going to go to war over this? No. Is the United States going to go to war over communist China invading Taiwan? No. What about if communist China were to also play a role beyond all of the role that it has already played with North Korea, with the creation of the North Korean communist regime, but to play some additional obvious role with regard to North Korea invading, taking over South Korea. Would the United States engage in world war over that? I, for one, don't believe so. I don't believe Donald Trump would, let alone uh, the likes of Joe Biden and so forth. But this is a matter of engaging in the same kind of lip service diplomacy as weak sister UK. No more than that. Hong Kong's fate was guaranteed the moment that Great Britain agreed to cede it to the communist Chinese regime. Tragically so. Because these great free nations in the West, they don't have a belly for it, you know, for standing up to the communist regimes. No, not if it means bloodshed let alone massive bloodshed. No. But what is it that spurred Mike Pompeo's bold, brave statement? Well, just this, that communist China is now officially passing a law permitting it to put its security forces in Hong Kong. Independence? (laughs) What kind of a laugh is that? They're going to be put there, stationed there, obviously. 
national security forces. They've been operating covertly in Hong Kong and in Taiwan for some time. But now, Communist China is going to see to it that they can operate openly against all of those in favor of democracy and in favor of autonomy for Hong Kong. This new law, it bars subversion, separatism, acts of foreign interference and terrorism. What's wrong with that? (laughs) Except that all of those are code for any efforts to hold back the communist regime from enslaving Hong Kong. All of those terms that are used by communist China are a lie. And character assassination against these people, teenagers, college students, and general citizenry in favor of self-rule in Hong Kong. But again, Britain is the one that is responsible for this monstrosity. Victoria Tinbor Hui, who is a political science professor with the University of Notre Dame, she stated the following. Given that the protests and their intensity have been driven by Beijing's erosion of promised freedoms, Beijing's direct imposition of a security law would clearly inflame the population. We are going to see people going back in the streets in Hong Kong. Big demonstrations and smaller demonstrations, which will be met by police with full force. And violence erupting, re-erupting in Hong Kong. It's going to be a very hot summer. Well, the police are going to include secret police, stormtroopers using full force. It's not just going to be a very hot summer, as she puts it. It will be a very bloody summer. Today, Hong Kong. Tomorrow, Taiwan. There are two times in the year in which crossing the Taiwan Straits is doable. One of them is, I don't recall, April or May. And the other, October, as I remember. I see this as a prelude for that invasion of Taiwan. Whether it will proceed on schedule as far as October, I don't know. Hopefully not. But speaking of the hot summer, July 1st is the 23rd anniversary of Hong Kong's return to Chinese rule, so-called. But it's not a return to Chinese rule. When it was part of China, mainland China, before China was not a communist regime. So it's a lie. It was not a return to Chinese rule. It was instead surrender of Hong Kong to the communist regime of China, which just happens to be the all-time bloodiest most mass-murdering regime that has ever existed to date on the face of the world. Great work, weak sister, Great Britain. Speaking of Great Britain, not so Great Britain. (laughs) Well, 
European Union officials have accused the British government of threatening to weaken security cooperation with the European bloc. Unless the United Kingdom gets its way with regard to access to the major crime-fighting database or a directly equivalent one. United Kingdom is set to lose all access to this massive European Union database, which is called the Schengen Information System, SIS-2. And so with this database, police throughout the continent and heretofore in Britain have shared all manner of information on criminal suspects. But the UK is going to lose access to that at the end of this year. The European Union, meanwhile, they have said that it is legally, according to their man-made laws, legally impossible for non-European Union countries which do not respect so-called free movement of people from nation to nation to access that database. Negotiators from Great Britain, they have stated that the offer of a much reduced basic information sharing with Britain by European Union is not good enough. Here, here. <laughs> but, again, the European Union, this was a major matter with regard to Brexit. European Union's insistence on free, unfettered, unhampered movement of people throughout the European Union and to Britain. Islamists being free to go wherever they cared to go. Fresh from Islamist regimes. Brexit came about in considerable measure because of that little matter. But, (laughs) oh well. Speaking of Islamist terrorism, there was another terrorist attack. I was just referring to this matter of this Islamist terrorist, Al-Qaeda directly involved terrorist attack at Naval Station Pensacola back in December 2019. But I was just referring to it the other day because finally the FBI cracked the phone of the terrorist who committed mass murder and attempted to murder many more, which apparently Apple refused to cooperate in opening that phone. But it proved that al-Qaeda was directly involved. But here, there was another Islamist terrorist attack at Texas Naval Air Station in Corpus Christi. This by a 20-year-old man, Adam Salim al-Sali, states of Corpus Christi. It didn't say anything about direct connection with the Middle East. But he, he has spoken via social media in favor, in great favor of Islamist so-called clerics, imams, and so forth. Well, he attempted to crash through the security entrance, one of them, to the Naval Air Station, Corpus Christi. He shot a female sailor, but she managed to hit a switch that raised a barrier 
which stopped him from getting in, and security personnel on the base shot and killed him. And she, if I read it correctly, has been released from hospital. There was a previous incident back in December, back when the attack at Pensacola Naval Station took place. There was a previous attack here. And again, it was a matter of a man attempting to run the barricade into, through the entrance, into the Corpus Christi station. Fascinating. But the United States of America, we are standing strong, (laughs) right, against Islam. This is all due to what this nation has engaged in. You know, having CIA directors who are Muslim. Little things like that. But meanwhile, the supreme leader of Iran, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, he declared the Zionist regime is a deadly, cancerous growth and a detriment to this region. It will undoubtedly be uprooted and destroyed. He referred repeatedly to Israel being a cancer, a tumor. This was during an annual speech, which usually is conducted before a vast population. But because of the coronavirus pandemic. It was via media. Yes, this Kuds Day speech. But this betrays the true identity, not just of the Islamist regime in Iran. It is the true DNA of Islam, the same as their vaunted so-called prophet Muhammad, and the same as the God they worship, Allah, which is a pseudonym for Satan. And meanwhile, they claim that the United States of America and Israel, they're the great Satan, (laughs) even though they worship and serve Satan. And yet our great leaders, they continue to tell us that all Islamist attacks, Islamist terrorist attacks, that these terrorists, that they are an aberration, a perversion of Islam, of that peaceful, great world religion, Islam. Meanwhile, back to great destroyers. One destroyer who by dint of her influence succeeded in bringing about even greater destruction than the communist regime of China. The grandmama of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger. Planned Parenthood, it, interestingly enough, you know, charitable organization that it is, women's health care organization that it is, the largest aborter of babies worldwide for decade upon decade upon decade. The greatest recipient of federal funds and charitable funds from foundations and what have you. Oh, in such a good cause, such a great cause. Well, various different affiliates, 38 Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood affiliates across the fruited plain of the United States of America 
have received more than $80 million from the federally funded pandemic relief effort, the Paycheck Protection Program, intended to assist small businesses. (laughs) Meanwhile, Small Business Administration, which was tasked with approving and distributing these funds, they apparently have come to their senses, belatedly, and they state that these funds should be returned. But, Lots of luck with that. Lots of luck with that. Now, I'm going to bet that these $80 million plus million handed over by the federal government to Planned Parenthood, the most monstrous aborter in the world, I'm going to assume that nothing's going to be done to retrieve that money. Just, just a wild guess on my part. I've mentioned before concerning this matter of the wonderful steps that have been taken with regard to the pandemic. Again, I was opposed to refusing to calling it a pandemic and spoke about that time and time and time again, not so that there would be lockdowns of the nation, not so that there would be martial law but so that people would be apprised of the danger and would be able to take what measures they deemed necessary to secure their safety and well-being. Voluntarily, period. But no, that's not the way our government works. You know, our democratic Republic, that's not the way it works, especially with Democrats in charge. No, any excuse for totalitarian, dictatorial regime operations, they will grasp them. Criminalizing godly behavior, such as worshiping God Almighty and His Holy Son, Jesus Christ, in church services. Praying together for the people that are stricken and that sort of thing. No. But, (laughs) meanwhile, of course, the federal government capitulated, under President Trump capitulated, joined up with the, you know, the state government regimes, headed up typically by Democrats, and enforced this great lockdown. Well, now, now the president stated the following. Today I am identifying houses of worship, churches, synagogues, and mosques as essential places that provide essential services. And he encouraged all such so-called houses of worship, you know, including mosques, to open up, to reopen. Stated that if governors did not abide by his request, he would override them. But, meanwhile, this has (laughs) caused a bit of an uproar. Yes, it is being stated that it is strictly for political ends. And even though he did refer to himself once as being Christian, back when he recommended that pastors not have services for Easter and so forth, even though just prior to that he had said he wanted the nation opened up in time for Easter. But, It is being stated this is all for political reasons. 
I'm not totally in disagreement with that. I happen to agree with it. Here we are, less than one half year before the general election. President Trump should have the political shrewdness, along with all of his astute advisors and so forth, to recognize that he's going to lose his base that got him elected if he continues with the Democrat totalitarian approach. But, (laughs) meanwhile, in Berlin, Germany, fascinating stuff. Let me get to that in just a moment. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Whatever's right and true and good in these programs is thanks to God Almighty and His Holy Son, Jesus Christ. Whatever's lacking, erring, deficient, that is on me, that is due to me, that is my fault. Meanwhile, again, I'll be returning to this little matter of Berlin back and forth with this matter of reopening houses of worship, lumping together Islam with Jewry with Christianity. Jewry which denies, refuses, resists Jesus Christ as Messiah, and which has been a dead religion since it first rejected him and its leaders had him put to death. It has been a de facto dead religion since then, even though Jesus said salvation is of the Jews. But Islam, mosques, oh yes, mosques are essential places that provide essential services. Well, you know, President Trump, he's painted into a corner here because the way that our subverted, corrupted laws are and how our Constitution is manipulated here because our founding fathers, so-called, not the pilgrims, not the Puritans, but, you know, the members of the Constitutional Congress and so forth. They were so unwise in their use of speech, their floral British speech, that when referring to Christianity, they referred to it as religion. And so they have let in all of the enemies of Christianity, (laughs) chiefly Islam. And the president couldn't have it this way and that way if he's going to open up church services, Christian church services, He has to go with these others. But again, he's not a Christian regardless what he says. He has no understanding, no faith, no fear of God. For him, of course, open them all up, including every cult and every kooky thing out there and Church of Satan this and the sodomite metropolitan community abomination and everything else. But... In Berlin, Germany, the Martha Lutheran Church, under the wise and wonderful pastor Monica Matthias, has welcomed Muslims in for their Ramadan prayers because there supposedly was not sufficient room for them in their mosques. Really? So how many mosques were there for them to use? You know, one or two or three? How about 400 mosques? But not enough mosques to accommodate them. So 
this leftist excuse of a pastor welcomes them to her church. And she said, quote, I took part in the prayer. Yes, she prayed with the Muslims, the Muslim call to prayer. I took part in the prayer. I gave a speech in German. And during prayer, I could only say yes, yes, yes. Hmm. So what was that? Amen, amen, amen. Or I agree, I agree, I agree. Or what was or was it yes, yes, yes? Because we have the same concerns and we want to learn from you. And it is beautiful to feel that way about each other, end quote. So wise, so wonderful. Yes, she is a Christian. <laughs> She's the, like so many Christians, you know, that uh, believe in astrology and believe in Islam and yoga, and they bow to other people and everything else. And yet they are professing Christians. And there are many hireling ministers, false ministers, throughout the United States of America, throughout the free world, throughout former Christendom, and... That includes Germany, of course. Meanwhile, also in Europe, one of the most leftist of nations, Sweden. What is its approach to this pandemic? Do you imagine? You know, the president (laughs) reopening things for political reasons. In part, in part, how terrible of him. Unlike, of course, the presumptive Democrat nominee. Making a speech in which he says that anyone or any of you, I'm not quoting, I'm paraphrasing, undecided about who to vote for, you're not blacks. (laughs) Meaning, That any person with African-American heritage that is undecided about who to vote for, whom to vote for, they are Uncle Toms. They're not blacks. Well, dear Joe, Joe did then apologize for the way he said it. What a great man. He belongs in there as president because he's so superior to Donald Trump. He's just going to be so much better. And, of course, he goes on with his pandering, demagoguing and pandering about his selection of his vice president, which will be a woman because it has to be a woman. This VP has to be a woman, of course. Tell me that's not for political reasons. Tell me that's not politically motivated. And if she happens to be of color, tell me that's not politically motivated. But again, Joe knows that he doesn't need to have that woman be of African-American mixed heritage. Much more advantageous for her to be Mexican, Latino, Hispanic, of whatever variety. Preferably Mexican. Much more advantageous. Really. Because he's got the black vote locked up. And yet, despite having the black vote locked up, the Democrat Party has enslaved the black vote. Going back to slavery. They have enslaved it. They have never been without it. Amazingly. Even though Abraham Lincoln, Republican, you know. But thinking people, they vote Democrat. You know, thinking black people, they vote Democrat. Really? Well, but even though he has the black vote totally locked up, he's still felt the need to make that statement. That anyone referring specifically to blacks 
is undecided about whom to vote for, they're not blacks. Well, he's obviously not referring to whites. He's referring to all people who consider themselves black, who consider themselves African-American and what have you. All of them. Any of them. Anything less than 100%, they're not black. If he receives less than 100% of their votes, those who don't vote for him, they're not black. They're Uncle Tom. What if they're a woman? Do you still call them an Uncle Tom or do you call them an Aunt Thomasina? What is it? But anyway, again, no, politics doesn't have anything to do with it. Not pandering demagogue Joe Biden. No, no. Not touchy-feely Joe Biden. No. But back to Europe. Sweden. Sweden is as leftist a nation as there is on the face of the earth. It has been for so long, and yet it has not imposed any lockdowns. Shocking. No lockdowns for the pandemic. None. It has not even carried out mass testing. And you know how the Trump administration has been condemned with regard to testing. The lack thereof, right? What is it that the Swedish government has done? It has exhorted, encouraged, strongly encouraged its citizens to practice voluntary social distancing. Keyword, voluntary. What a concept. What a concept. Voluntary. Not lockdowns. Not shelter in place, self-quarantine, stay at home. Not martial law. Not prohibiting church services. What restrictions have they had? They have had a ban on gatherings of more than 50 people. And they require that people in bars and restaurants, that they receive their drinks while seated at tables. Now, you know, typical bars and grills, bar and grill situations, so many restaurants have bars and people can sit at the bars, sit at a table, so on and so forth, as well as regular all out bars or pubs or whatever you want to call them, watering holes. They have to be seated at a table rather than at a bar. (laughs) It's uh, interesting. Why don't they just... state instead that the bar stools need to be a certain distance from one another. But anyway, so they're not totally without restrictions. But no lockdowns. No out-and-out prohibitions where people are forced to remain at home. No laws requiring the people of Sweden to have their faces covered. No closures of schools. That's right. No closures of schools. Approximately 70% of Swedish people support their government's approach. There has not been much of anything in the way of public debate organized opposition, anything. 70% in favor of how they have addressed this. Has Sweden been free from coronavirus? No. Has Sweden been free from COVID-19 deaths? No. No. But a very different way of handling things. It's stated that 
only 7.3% of Stockholm had COVID-19 antibodies by the end of April. But, oh, let's do things the brilliant, enlightened way, shall we? And let's see what kind of results that has. I've said time and again, this is resulting in a new Great Depression. And will destroy all producers, distributors, processors of meat products, for instance. Which will require the government to take over. Or allow the government to take over. Enable the government to take over. Meanwhile, in Guatemala... How are things going in Guatemala? White flags first began to appear on the streets of Guatemala City in early April, shortly after quarantine was imposed. Since then, they have become a common feature. What do the white flags mean? They mean hunger. Hunger which precedes starvation. One man said, there is no work right now. I am sad and in pain. I don't want to go home because I have no way of providing food for my family. Guatemala. Being absolutely destroyed, not by COVID-19, but by the government's reaction to it. The people of Guatemala. Guatemala put into a depression, mass hunger, to be followed by mass starvation if the free nations... Don't intervene. But what will we, the free nations, have to provide? Hmm. Meanwhile, the United Nations coming to the rescue. (laughs) The WHO, World Health Organization, its Director General, Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, stated COVID-19 threatens to undermine life-saving immunization services around the world. This risks putting tens of millions of children in rich and poor countries, and everything in between, of course, at risk of killer diseases like diphtheria, measles, and pneumonia. What a concept, right? Oh, we have to, you know, we have to have all of this lockdown, these government lockdowns, and keep children from being inoculated against diseases that kill historically like diphtheria, measles, and pneumonia. Brilliant, just brilliant stuff. This great approach here in the United States of America, in the UK, throughout Europe. Brilliant. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus went on to say, initial analysis suggests the provision of routine immunization services is substantially hindered in at least 68 countries, and is likely to affect approximately 80 million children under the age of one living in these countries. Any suspension of childhood vaccination services is a major threat to life. Now, you don't have to agree with Tedros that children should be inoculated. Okay, You don't have to agree with him on that to recognize the insanity of this inordinate focus and these incredible reactive measures concerning 
the coronavirus. He didn't bother to mention influenza, which kills so many every year and so forth. But meanwhile, President Trump, he has stated that there will not be reclosing of the nation if there should be a second wave of COVID-19. Quote, people say there's a very distinct possibility. It's standard. And we're going to put out the fires. We're not going to close the country. We're going to put out the fires. End quote. Again, the president, despite being older than me, he is a member of the tweeter generation. That is how he communicates. Of course, he should have said people, at the very least, he should have said this, people say that a second wave of the coronavirus is a very distinct possibility. But, of course, he didn't. But we're going to put out the fires. We're not going to close the country. We're going to put out the fires. All right. Put them out. Meanwhile, back to Tedros at Hanom Gebre Jesus. Quote, as the world passes 5 million recorded cases of COVID-19, we recognize the importance of building national unity and global solidarity to learn from each other and suppress the virus everywhere, end quote. What is that code for? National unity, meaning not within a nation, but between nations, forming a great vast coalition, bringing all of the nations together, joining them together, making one out of many. From many, one. Unity and global solidarity. This is the table setting, setting the stage for world regime. But... Dear Planned Parenthood, you know, the great activists against those terrible, obligate parasites, code for pre-born babies, obligate parasites. We need to eliminate those obligate parasites, you know, that are preying upon their hosts, their mothers. Such perverse, evil thinking. But that is directly from them, from the abortion activists and their organizations, labeling babies, preborn babies, as obligate parasites. What does this have to do with any of this? Just this, this dehumanizing of people, putting the state above the people. What is the ultimate end of that? World regime. What other kinds of things are going on right now? What about the massive acceptance and popularity of tattooing? Pandering to those with tattoos. You know, the states that were the first to open anything up, among the first places opened up were tattoo parlors. Got news for you. Man, the meaning male and female, was created in the image of God. Tattoos not only grievously mar and destroy God-given beauty, but they disassociate the image of the creator that he fashioned in his creation from him. They disassociate us from God. They grieve God. What else is being done? Oh, I don't know. How about promotion of witchcraft and witches? You know, like on Hallmark Channel. Promotion. 
That's right. Heroizing. Witches. And of course, through, you know, mainstream fiction, movies, TV series, witches, warlocks, vampires. What does that have to do with the price of eggs? Well, again, it just so happens that every person on the face of the earth after the world regime becomes a reality in the near future will be forced to take in their right hand or in their foreheads the number of the beast or the name of the beast or the mark of the beast. And the number is 600, three score and six. Oh, no, they will never accept that. Really? With the rampant, pervasive acceptance and popularity of tattooing? And with a certain Swedish company, here, this was in the last year or so, all of the employees received implanted chips into their bodies to track them and to identify them, and so on and so forth. Great stuff. These are things that are, again, paving the way for a new regime. Not communist China, not Putin's regime in Russia. No. There are going to be 10 new world leaders that will rise simultaneously on the world stage. And then another one who will be different from them and who will depose or eliminate three of them, leaving seven of the ten plus himself, eight. And they will all submit to him and he will establish worldwide regime. It's not good news, but it is guaranteed to come about in the near future thanks to technological breakthroughs, which are enabling the accomplishment of all of the preliminary steps spoken of by God Almighty through Jesus Christ in the Holy Bible. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now if we choose to. Thank you.